I'm Mark V. Smith, author and curator of this award-winning podcast, The Process. Thank you for joining me today for a brand new message in this series, The Process. If you haven't missed any of the acronyms or messages in this or the prior series, The Foundation, The Perfect Storm, Where Do We Go From Here, Why Not Me, Procrastination and Thief of Time, and if I only knew then what I know now, <laughs> and the one I finished up uh, back in the end of 2022, your 86,400 seconds. <laughs> Man, that was truly a mouthful. They all can be heard on several streaming outlets, such as Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, and others. When you're out there trying to re-listen to those, please search for Mark Smith, The Process, to revisit and or, as I said, listen to those messages uh, housed inside there. As I begin my message today, let me start off with a reminder of what my global mission statement is for this series. Now, keep in mind, you always want to have a pen with you. If you don't, I'm going to give you two seconds. Here we go. Although growing forward can seem difficult at times, the lessons learned all point to removing a life lived transactional to a life of living transformational. There are a couple things that I'm sure about in life. First, everything has an expiration date. And secondly, time stands still for no man or woman. If you recall my first and or the last message in this series, which series ate a few weeks ago, I took you back to a birthday celebration for my granddaughter, which was an amazing, an amazing event. I also shared what I've termed as a universe intended meeting with the husband and wife at that very same party. But funny thing about that interaction with both of them is that I saw some of the same characteristics in the father as I'm viewing the journey of checkers or in a transactional way. Now, still categorizing myself as a work in progress, there was a question posed to me over a gathering Tasha and I attended just after Thanksgiving. The question came from a good friend of mine, Barry, who I've known for several years. He asked me, what are the two key ingredients to write and speak? More specifically, he asked me, how did I know what my purpose was and how did I find my passion for it? <laughs> well, Without hesitation, I reminded him that passion will always wake you up in the morning, but purpose will keep you up at night. After a few days, Barry called and asked me if I would repeat what I said to him at that gathering about passion and purpose. So, of course, I did. See, that comment grew an aura of silence, such a degree of silence that I thought our call had gotten disconnected. After I called his name a couple times, he replied, yes, I'm here. Do you mind, Mark, if I come over to talk to you? Now, you know, you the listener know by now that I will always lend an ear to a friend. Plus, I figured if he came over, then I would get to temporarily suspend the long list of honeydew chores that were on my plate. But what seemed like just a, a blink of an eye, I heard a knock at the front door. <laughs> yes, and indeed it was Barry. Anticipating he was coming alone, I, once I opened the door, I saw he was accompanied by his wife, Tanya. I was introduced to Barry and Tanya through my wife, Tasha, 
She used to work with Tanya many years ago in the probation and parole division for the federal government. I had to admit, I was a bit surprised she was with him, but it's always good to see her <laughs> as well. So as they came in, we all exchanged their traditional pleasantries, and like clockwork, Tasha and Tanya said they would see us later, and they headed off to a thrift store. With the anticipation of the ladies being gone for a while, Barry and I went downstairs to what I thought was going to be a typical conversation over a game that was on television. But no sooner as we sat down, he hit me with another question that began a series of revisiting events in my own life. See, Barry asked, in my opinion, what are the most important things a man should accomplish in his lifetime? And second question was, and how did I know I was on the right path to accomplish those elements? Normally, <laughs> I'm not speechless. But I couldn't help but to wonder where this line of questionings were stemming from. However, as I always say, that sometimes this type of thought-provoking conversations are the ones that allow us all to look at the steps to move forward. Forward. Foundational opportunities await, but require withstanding adversity that's received daily. Let me tell you more about this acronym of FORWARD. I want to start with the F and the O. Foundational opportunities. Before I get more into detail, I've often spoken, written, and professed about how I've experienced living a great deal of my life with the poor mindset. Remember I said poor was passing over opportunity repeatedly. Or if, if you put in context of this series, one that's transactional. And I believe that a person's interpretation of what one should accomplish in their lifetime is a very subjective topic. Therefore, there uh, were so many ways I could have gone about answering his multiple questions. But I thought about something that was right in front of my face. My family photo album. Humbled that he thought of me to help navigate through, through something that was deeply troubling him. I chose to do my best to offer clarity. But not just through my lens. But from universal glass of lenses. You know, it is said that the classroom of the world is at the feet of our elders. So as I opened the album, there was a picture of my grandmother, my mother, and her three sisters. Now, with a blank look on his face, I told Barry to answer his questions. We both need to go back to our foundational opportunities that were given to us since birth. See, sometimes, many times... <laughs> And so, so often, we don't look at the visions that are in front of us and equate them to what has been shown to us through our entire early years. He, he as you can imagine, he still had a day's look and one that appeared to just say, just please answer the question mark. So I asked him when he looked at the at the picture or any picture of his elders, what does he see? Sitting back in his chair, he said he always sees love and happiness, but also sees many years of progression they had to endure. 
As he continued to process what was viewed in his own lenses, I brought up the fact that each step of their joy and pain had been foundational opportunities for each of us to move forward in life. You can't begin to assess the things a man should accomplish without, without a simple, strong foundation. Let me move to a couple of other letters inside of forward, which will be next. The R and the W, which I said require withstanding. In the world that we live in today, and its glorification of fast living, along with all the shiny objects that we see, the lacking of patience <laughs> truly permeates. I reminded Barry of what he said to me, and that in each mental photo, we don't see the actions of the elders that require withstanding that life brings them. See, I've subscribed to the theory that in life, just like in the photos from our elders that tell us, we are required to withstand the bad times to be able to enjoy the good times. Does anyone disagree? In the photo album of life, many of us don't see the flashy items that society glamorizes and puts a label on what determines success. The generation before us will tell us that if you can't survive the mental sufferings and disappointments, you can't enjoy your blessings. I think I need to say that one more time. If you can't survive the mental sufferings and disappointments, you can't enjoy your blessings. Man, that sounds like transactional to transformation. And if you can't enjoy your blessings, how can you leave a legacy of accomplishments? See, my wife told me one time that, that the things you do for yourself are gone when you're gone. But the things that you do for others remain as your legacy. With the gentle sign of an understanding, Barry had his own visual of again of what he wanted to accomplish as a husband, as a father, and as a grandfather. See, it's amazing how if we only, as I say, change the lens that we view things, we always answer, well not always, most of the time, answer our own questions. I was beginning to see that my good friend put down his old set of glasses and selected the pair that was already there within him. Transformational. Being the type of person that wants to endure questions or answers, I had to, I had to ask, did he get the answers to his first question? See, in my opinion, what are the most important things a man should accomplish in his lifetime? Quickly, he replied, yes, Mark, peace within. And the understanding of who you are that is required to withstand. So I covered the F and the O and the R and the W. So I'm going to spend some time on the last three letters of the word forward. Which were the A, the R, and the D. Which I said is re adversity received daily. I knew that within myself, a conversation that could help guide Barry to answering the second question, how did I know I was on the right path to accomplish those elements, was really going to take some time. It is not one of those quick subject matters that has a direct approach, but also, as mentioned, 
His questions made me revisit multiple series of events in the quest to play chess and not checkers the rest of my life. One of the things that came to mind was an event that occurred when I was in my early 20s. It was about the time when I made the decision that at this time in my life, college was just not going to be for me and was thrusted into the working world full time. Listening intently, I began to share the story with Barry of me working at Sears Distribution Center as a shipping and receiving clerk. See, my supervisor at that time, Mr. Thomas, God rest his soul, was one that you could never please as he always found something that we could do better each and every day. In the morning meetings, he chewed us out for the smallest things like pallets were not symmetrically even or, or excuse me, or a tag in the bin was not labeled in sequential order. For two years straight, our team always met the company standards with product receiving and disbursements. But if you attended our daily debriefs, you would hear otherwise. Things like, why do we only ship 450 pieces today? Or all the shares are stocked, but why are the trucks on the dock not spotless? Being in my early 20s and not getting the message he was attempting to instill in me, I was working with a transactional mindset and said, eventually, take this job and shove it. Respectfully, I said that now. <laughs> Nearly 10 years later from the day I quit, I ran into my former supervisor at the airport. Yes, most of us all know life comes full circle. Mr. Thomas was there with his wife and they were preparing to board the same flight I was boarding to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He walked up to me and said, how have you been, Smith? <laughs> Honestly, I really didn't want to have any type of interaction with the same person that would always remind me, although I was at work early, <laughs> I was still considered late. This is the same person, Mr. Thomas, that told me when I put in my resignation that I would never find a decent paying job because I didn't have what it took to thrive. So when he asked me, how have I been, Smith? I just said good and turned my head the other way. Since we were both taking a Southwest flight to Milwaukee and they don't have assigned seats, imagine who decided to sit next to me. Before the plane even pushed back from the gate, Mr. Thomas asked, have I gotten better with handling adversity received daily? I told Barry I had the same look of disbelief that he has right now as I'm recalling this, this simple incident, but powerful incident. I told Mr. Thomas, I never had a problem with dealing with adversity. I had a problem with supervisors that are never satisfied with impeccable work. It was at that moment he said something that began my transformation. And I told Barry it would also help to answer the final question that he posed to me. Mr. Thomas said, I saw and I see the greatness in you that you don't understand, but you're still on your journey. Therefore, I made the conscious effort to force those that work for me to prepare themselves for life's adversity that will be received sometimes on a daily basis. He went on to say, if you can't handle the small but subtle pushes towards greatness and never settle 
for settling for, for to get better, then how will you ever endure life's unwavering shared disappointments? He also went on and said the reason most people fail is is to give up on what they want the most for what they want right now. Wow. Most people fail. The reason they fail is they give up on what they want the most for what they want right now. See, many people don't fail because they are not talented or skilled. They settle versus not being patient. Again, our society has developed us into that mindset of instant gratification. Transactional. However, if we just hold on, keep focused, and keep our eyes on the future, we can help not only ourselves, but but so many others and embrace the adversity that's received daily. <laughs> Transformational. <laughs> Man, learning, learning, learning. You know, I often talk about the blinders that I had on and how it caused me. You see, but I can see, sense, and see that example and a few others I gave Barry that afternoon was just what he needed to put him back in a place of self-assurance within his own personal journey. But before the wives came back, <laughs> so I thought, I wanted to make sure of a couple things. First, that my friend was in the right mindset to daily refine the things that are necessary to keep him centered. And secondly, to make sure he knows that there is only one direction that no matter what occurs, he should always focus on. And that direction is forward. Let me close my conversation with my good friend with a short story to make my point clear today. Every Sunday morning, a man would take a long, light jog around the park near his home. There was a lake located in one corner of the park. Each time he jogged by this lake, he saw the same elderly woman sitting at the water's edge with a small metal cage sitting beside her. This past Sunday, his curiosity got the best of him, so he stopped jogging and walked over to her. But as he got closer, he realized that the metal cages was in fact a small trap. There were three turtles unharmed, slowly walking around the base of the trap. She had the fourth turtle in her lap that she was carefully scrubbing with a sponge brush. Hello, he said. I see, I see you here every Sunday morning. If you don't mind my nosiness, I'd love to know what you're doing with these turtles. She smiled. I'm cleaning off their shells, she replied. Anything on the turtle shell like algae or scum reduces the turtle's ability to absorb heat and impedes its ability to swim. It can also corrode and weaken the shell over time. <laughs> wow, that's nice of you, he exclaimed. And then she went on to say, I spend a couple hours each Sunday morning relaxing by this lake and helping those little guys out. It's my own strange way of making a difference. But don't most freshwater turtles live their whole lives with algae and scum hanging from the shells? He asked her. Yep, sadly they do, she replied. He scratched his head and asked her if she didn't think her time could be better spent doing something else. Meaning he was thinking her efforts were kind and all. 
but there were freshwater turtles living in lakes all around the world. And 99% of these turtles don't have kind people like her to help clean them off or clean their shells. So, he said, no offense, but how exactly are you, your localized efforts here truly, truly making a difference? The woman giggled aloud. She then looked down at the turtle in her lap, scrubbed off the last piece of algae from its shell and said, Sweetie, if this little guy could talk, he'd tell you I just made all the difference in the world. Foundational opportunities await but require withstanding adversity received daily. Helps us all make the difference in the world. Every morning we are blessed to open our eyes. But no sooner than I finished our conversation, we heard Tasha and Tanya clapping their hands. Apparently, they had been back for quite some time and were listening to a portion of Barry and I's conversation. Tanya came around the corner and said how she often needs to embrace foundational opportunities that await but require withstanding adversity received daily. Let me remind you again of how we started this and what is the basis of this series. Although growing forward can seem difficult at times, the lessons learned all point to removing a life lived transactional to a life of living transformational. One of the most difficult lessons in life that I'm so fortunate to embrace is that this journey we're all on gives us the knowledge that foundational opportunities await but require withstanding adversity received daily. Who do you know that needs to be reminded that stagnation is truly not a place that they, ch- they want to be. And who needs to be challenged to move forward? I need you to share this message with them. <laughs> or perhaps it's you personally who needs to hear this. Rewind it. Play it again. Listen again for those areas of opportunity that are needed in your life. But no matter what that area is or who the individual might be, Always let them know that your why is greater than your situation, which is part of your process. To my wife, Tasha, and my mom, I love each of you very much and thank you for your support. To my mother-in-law, Sarah Wilson, rest in peace. To our children and grandchildren, Poppy and Oma, I love you and we will see you soon. Transactional to transformational. Chess versus checkers. All require subtle shifts in the thoughts we think, the actions we take, and the visions we see. Consider this. The man, there's a man who loves walking. <laughs> he will walk farther than any man who loves a destination. When you love the journey, the goals just happen. Not only do you hit the goals, but you also reach milestones along the way. What does the journey consist of? It consists of sucking at something, failing many times only to get better at learning, then starting a new journey all over again. But when you fall in love with the journey, everything will will take care of itself and you learn all along that you are mastering your own personal game forward toward the game of chess and to live and one of transformation. Where does this start? <laughs> Change truly begins and ends within. It does that to ensure that we all, 
each and every one of us embark on the actions that will remain concurrent with legacy changing actions for this year, 2023 and beyond. God bless you and I will speak with you soon.